This is the MLW Radio Network. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? It's your boy, Blackheart, the head honcho off the top roast podcast. If you love independent and professional wrestling and like all the juicy gossip of the wrestling industry, then look no further than here, OTTR Headquarters. You can catch us on Facebook, Twitch, and Facebook groups, and whatever that you get your podcast from with our, with our latest Last Week of Wrestling, After Darts, Under Boss's Hard Taste, and now a new upcoming trivia game show, Wrestling Every, coming soon. So if you like what you've seen, you love professional wrestling, you love independent wrestling, you love everything about wrestling just yourself, give us a tune. You know, you would not regret it. Blackheart out. Everyone knows a lot of things can change in the span of 10 years. But when it comes to professional wrestling podcasting, one thing is still guaranteed. The Shining Wizards is the only place to get all the latest wrestling news, interviews with the greatest guests, and of course, tons of laughs in discussing the world of wrestling. The show is still available on Monday nights at 7 p.m. East on RantDMRadio.com and Rant Entertainment Media on the TuneIn app. And it's still available on all podcasting platforms. To check us out, head over to ShiningWizards.com where it's still wrestling talk and talk about wrestling. Are you tired of prediction shows? Do you want to fantasy book the companies? Does Bigfoot even really exist? If you answered yes to any of those questions, then check out the podcast that isn't a podcast. Every Tuesday and Thursday, the standing streamer stands and delivers as he and Vanessa talk about all that's going on in pro wrestling today. Plus, see in-depth conversations with people in and around the wrestling world as guests share their stories and insights about making it in the business. The Putting You Over Podcast. Putting your weeknights over every Tuesday and Thursday. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening and good night. My name is Thomas and what's your name? Uh, I'm Alan. Alan. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. We're brothers. That's right. Yeah, yeah the mother, same mother and father. Your room was... Oh, we shared a room. Shared a room. For we shared a room. Thought I knew your face. Yeah, we so go we... way back, mate. Yeah. yeah. We should do a podcast then. Uh, we have. We do. We do a podcast. We do a podcast. What's it called? The Brocast. Yeah, that was planned. Yeah, yeah. Well, what do we do? Well, we cover all different things in the world of pop culture. We're talking about comic books. We're talking about professional wrestling, and we're talking about movies. Go back and watch classic retro wrestling events, the likes of WWE, WCW, and if you do like that, you can check us out on Apple iTunes, also on Podbean, Anchor, and on Podknife. Also, check us out on Twitter at the Broadcast. That's B R O. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Ending. Yeah, it's all right. Good on you. Yeah. Instagram also at the Broadcast Podcast. Remember, we don't spell it with a C. We spell it with a K. Sorry, mate. Take it easy. Two Heels and a Face Wrestling Podcast believes wrestling is a buffet. There's something there for everyone. These guys cover local Chicago indie scene, and all of their episodes can be found at twoheelsandaface.com. The number two heelsandaface.com Hey everyone, my name is referee Tony S and this is Heat, the wrestling podcast. Like you first and foremost, I'm a wrestling fan and for nearly two decades I've maintained law and order inside the squared circle in New England and throughout the country, working with some of the best and brightest from wrestling's past, present, and future. Now, I bring my authoritative tell-it-like-it-is style to the podcast world. Join me each week as we go through all the major headlines from the global companies, independents, and in-between. 
and most importantly, the women will receive the coverage and headlines they truly deserve as they'll empower the second half of the show. Plus, I'll introduce you to my friends and colleagues within all forms of wrestling and entertainment, answer your questions, anything goes, no holds, well, questions barred, and throw in some fun surprises along the way. Get ready for the spark that fuels the flame. Listen on Spotify, Anchor, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh my god, welcome to another episode of the Front Row Material Brand. My name is Mike Freeland, and uh, I'm completely 100% drug free right now. Can't say the same for my partner. <laughs> if you see things I'm crawling on your wall, you not things, alcohol free. That's right. If you see things crawling on your wall, just uh, give it a second, and if it goes away, you're fine. If not, definitely get up and run. Uh, like I said, my name is Mike Friel. I'm joined here by the butt. Uh, you know what? It's just it's funny about this is Mr. Daddy Ass here, and uh, are we uh, are we getting you a little bit more closer to uh, being more excited about the acclaimed? How you how you feeling about that? Are you coming around to the concept? I'm I'm trying. Some of their their reps or entrance whatever are humorous. They're definitely growing on me. First, well-known fact, I couldn't stand them. I thought they were a couple of knuckleheads. Oh, I remember. I remember. But they, were... they are damn good. I'll, I'll give them that. They're fantastic in the ring. Both have great look, good-looking young fellas. Yes. And, you know, some of the raps are grown. Some of them are funny. I'm just not a rap guy. Another well-known fact, I'm a redneck. I like country music. Rap, you... I'm working on it. Well, let me ask you this because you you mentioned that. Do you um do you remember the West Texas Rednecks in WCW? Oh, yeah. Okay, you do. Okay, so let me uh let me try to pull something up here really quickly. Do you remember what their classic song was? That unfortunately I don't remember. But it was who was it? Kurt Henning, uh Kendall Wyndham was in in that yes. outfit. Um there's only okay. two I can think of off the top of my head. Let me let me do this really quickly. Let me see if I can get this to uh I like country music. I love country girls. I like Willie Nelson. And don't forget about Merle. There's only one thing that I hate. Because it's a bunch of crap. I hate rap. That's accurate. I like NASCAR racing. Richard Petty is still the king. Yeah, they call me redneck. But you know, that's a beautiful thing. There's only one thing that I hate, because it's a bunch of crap. I hate rap. We'll come back to that later on, but uh, you do remember that song from WCW, I do. right? Now I do, yes, 100%. Nice, nice. Uh, I won't say I hate rap. I'm, I'm learning. I'm maturing You're learning. in my old age. Well, it's not always uh, a cup of tea for everybody. You know what I mean? Like, I just, I'm a big... Um, What is the name of that um, performer? Um, oh my God, this is terrible. Oh, yeah, big fan. Yeah. Uh, okay, go on. Say what you were going to say because I'm just I'm shitting the bed right now. No, I got. Um, I like some of the I guess older rap. Like I discovered, I seen Run DMC 
20 years ago. Right. Plus years ago in Calgary. Okay. And I mean, I've seen a couple other random, like I went to Minneapolis one time. Okay. I seen it was uh, Sean Paul, Fabulous, Snoop Dogg, 50 Cent, and Jay Z. Uh, so that, that was quite the show. And then uh, three or four months later, uh, Snoop was in St. John's, Newfoundland. Okay. And I was back in Newfoundland at that point. And his after party was at a bar that I was working at. So I'm not opposed to it. Just small doses for me. That's so wait a minute. Did you did you potentially party with uh, with Snoop Dogg in a way, in a roundabout way? Huh? We were there, yeah, I guess kind, kind of. of, kind of, yeah, a little folks, bit. Folks, we're learning a lot right now. You went to <laughs> you. Okay, so who was that? Who was at that first concert? You you named like five different people. Who were all there? Well, the first concert, rap concert I went to was Run DMC. Run DMC. Okay, I can respect that. Run DMC. But then in Minneapolis at the Target Center, it was called then. I don't know what the hell it's called now. Mm -hmm. It was Sean Paul, Fabulous, Snoop, 50 Cent, and Jay-Z. And it was a great show. Obviously at the Embassy Suites right downtown. And after, after it was all over, we went to a Prince's Bar. And that was the first time I heard Gunfire at a bar. Hold on, Prince. When you say Prince, you mean De Beloved, that Prince? Prince, the singer. The singer, yeah. yeah. The symbol guy. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, he, so he we would... were there, and we heard gunshots go off. And me being from the country and grew up hunting, I knew what it was instantly. Right. So I turned around, and I put my head down, and I took off running. Wow. I was not interested, and I ran my fat ass right back to the hotel, and I stayed there. Wow, there's a different side of the butt that we never knew. So did you dress differently too when you went to these uh huh? Did you wear the merch? Did you get t-shirts at the concert or I had a rock the mic t-shirt. That was the show in Minneapolis. I had that forever. I wore like I actually wore it out. Holes wow. in it. It became a construction shirt when I was still doing construction. I just yeah, you know, I had the, the flat brim hat back then and you know the backwards hat and yeah. Okay. All right. Is there any chance whatsoever? There's any uh, pictures of any of this? Is there any chance there's any type of God? I hope not. Visual documentation that can clarify this. Uh, not from then. You'd have to talk to my ex-wife. She might have some pictures she hasn't burned yet. So they wouldn't be on your on your Facebook or anything like that, no? No, no, my God. Facebook wasn't around back then. Ain't that the truth? Or I wasn't on it anyhow. Right. Wow. Interesting. We're we're catching up with the butt here. It's just me and the uh, and the ass man. We're holding it down right now. Um, we're kind of doing our thing. We're we're doing a little bit different aspect of uh, the front row material brand tonight. We're hashing out just different things about ourselves, having some fun. We're gonna throw some wrestling in the mix as well. I would have never pegged you. Wow. I I can honestly say I've never been to. Uh, by the way, the reason why we're talking about rap is because we're talking about the acclaimed. Uh, and yes. uh, there's going to be a big Ass Daddy celebration tomorrow night on TBS, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Check our local listings for time and availability in your area. I like the people that were, were, were different and unique, and they brought something to the table. And I think that's why their characters were so strong. But nowadays, I feel like it's, it's kind of few and far between. And I feel like because it's very much reality-based now, a lot of people just being who they are, 
um, either using their their real name or whatnot. I don't feel like characters exist as much because I think that's why Danhausen. Uh, not to say I'm a Danhausen fan because I'm I'm not going to proclaim that, but I think Danhausen is is very good because he sticks to his character. MJF sticks to his character, so it is very much a throwback in some of these guys where it's like people are dedicated to their character. Is there anybody today that you feel like is super dedicated to their character? Uh, MJF's first one that comes to my mind. You brought him up, Danhausen. I don't get the gimmick. I don't understand it. So I'm I really have no educated opinion on him. He's quirky for few things i've seen doesn't interest me um no i, I can't really think of anybody that, that uh lives the gimmick anymore it's not like when back in the territory days when guys were running the roads and wouldn't wear a wedding ring and you no know, heels and faces wouldn't ride together and it's not like that they had separate locker rooms it's nothing like that anymore the the kayfabe just will say it's pretty much dead at this point or dying if it's not dead it's on life support but yeah mjf is about the only one because even his uh his twitter persona is amazing he's a prick he's just a guy who i'm like i'm gonna say sorry punch you right in the nose <laughs> yeah you love him at the same time it's just like right and stand you oh but you're so awesome i hope somebody punches you in the nose but i'd go for a beer with you in a heartbeat he's <laughs> just that gimmick i like him um, I really can't think of anybody, honestly. I wouldn't even thought of Danhausen if you hadn't brought up MJF, the only guy I can think of. It's a dying thing. It is. It's very much, very much. And I feel like where you're finding more of your characters is even today in WWE, because when you think about some of the different characters, I think you would have more in WWE than you would have in AEW. Now, I could be completely wrong with that. So I'm looking at the WWE roster. So let's talk about the differences. So you have Bray Wyatt, who is a more of a character, whether it was the Fiend or the Wyatt family when he was walking around. I think that was very much character-based. Is there anybody else you can think of nowadays where you're like, you know what? I do think that they are more a character than they are themselves. Like we had a King Booker. I think King Booker was more mm -hmm. of, a, of a caricature. Uh, Happy Corbin was kind of in that category. I like Happy Corbin. So. Um, are you familiar? Let me see. Who's another person who I think would fall really well into that category? Um, Butch. You know, Butch does kind of fall into that, you know, the brawling brutes type of stuff. He falls into more of that kind of character. Jinder Mahal falls into that category. But th it's, it's few and who far cares? between nowadays. It's few uh, and far an, between. An entertaining character. And I don't know if it's a huge stretch. I think he's a bit of a funny dude. This might come a shock. Otis. The normal factor, I like Otis. Y you but do. But that dancing with the, with the pumpkin on his head and the worms, up, that's fantastic. I'm sure he's a bit of a quirky dude. He's a bit of a funny cat to begin with. But when he does stuff like that, that's fantastic. So I enjoy that. When did you first realize that you were drawn to the Otis character? I think it first started, I seen a promo and he was funny. And it was actually on the on the Cult of Beardo, I made a wisecrack about Otis winning, I don't know what the hell, it was the Royal Rumble, I think it was, or WrestleMania, I don't know. Just just basically goating at the writ was all I was doing. He was talking about Cesaro. And I figured I'll throw something funny in there. <laughs> and then after I made the wisecrack, I'm like, now, maybe I should actually look into this guy a little bit. He's pretty good. I enjoy watching him wrestle. You know, he's just a big, burly dude. You know, he's got, when he was doing the uh, 
the vignettes with um Mandy Rose. Mandy Rose. That stuff was hilarious. You know, it was it was just fun, right? And then no you gotta think the guy's not six foot tall. No, he's probably six foot around. Yes. Doing the worm and whatnot. That's just pure comedy gold. But he can actually wrestle too. He's not a pure comedy act. Dude is a beast. He is a big, strong man. Do you think in the new regime he's going to get more of a more of an opportunity to shine as opposed to when it was uh, Vince's company? No, probably not. I hope he does, but probably not. I think he's more. I don't, I don't see Triple H going with the the ha ha foo foo gimmicks. I, okay. I just don't see it happening. I think he'll be a little little more straight edge, uh, not CM Punk straight edge. Thank Christ. But a little more wrestling, sports entertainment as opposed to. Ha ha gimmicks. There's gonna be some sprinkled in. He's not gonna get like a massive push or nothing like that. Otis definitely is somebody who I think can do a lot of good comedy stuff. And when he was working with Mandy Rose, let's be honest here. I mean, there could be a worse day at work. Yeah, definitely. 100%. Could be with Nia Jax. Let me ask you this question. So you went to a WWE show recently, and when I say recently, I mean within the last year, correct? Correct. Yes. So when you went to a WWE show, what was your um? You've been to a WWE show. Have you been to an AEW show yet? No. They only had one here in Canada. That's right. And that was was, most uh, recently in Toronto. Yeah, a month ago probably, yes. Correct. Okay. So there's a big knock on AEW right now because they keep going back to the same towns. (laughs) And ticket prices, they actually have gone up. And unfortunately, they're not being able to draw half of what they drew the first time they went somewhere. So let me ask you, when you went to WWE... Was the tickets reasonable when you went there? Uh, we had a box rented, actually. Okay. We had box seats. Um, it was it was a box that would hold ten people. Okay. Uh, open bar, uh, open food menu. It wasn't a lot. Seven fifty or eight hundred bucks or something like that. Okay. You know, it was very reasonable. Per person or? No, for the box. Oh, for, for the whole box. box. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. And you had pretty good seats too. Oh yeah. Well, it's I mean, as small far as how did it see? Oh, it seemed great. I mean, uh, the K-Rock Center, or Leon Center, sorry, it's called now, it's not a big arena. It's um, 5,000, um, maybe 5,500 for like a wrestling event. And you have people. It's a hockey arena, of course. Uh, it was fantastic. The view was fantastic. I mean, it was good. It was a good show. Good value, good entertainment value to it. It was a solid two-and-a-half-hour show. Now, did they? Right? do you think they sold 5,000 tickets? No. If I were to guess... Three thousand, thirty-five hundred. Okay, that's still not that bad. No, well, they ran a show in Kingston, and there was a show in Ottawa. Okay, I think it was the same night. Ottawa is a is a fairly big city, it's capital okay. Canada. Right. So we we got the the B show here in Kingston. So who was on your who was on your card? Uh, Riddle, uh, Seth Roll or Seth Rollins, uh, Otis and Gable were there. Uh, a lot of women. Uh, Trish was there. Bailey. Wow. wow. Um. Uh, KO is there, being Canadian, even though we thought he'd be in Ottawa. It's closer to Montreal where he's from, but he was there. Toronto, Liv Morgan was here for that one. Um, sounds yeah, like you was a good the A audience. You had the A crew, it sounds like. I mean, no, we, we had a good crew, but the Ottawa show that night was fantastic, apparently. So, okay, well, it, was, it was a good time. You gotta think it was, it was, you had a box, you know, so you didn't have to worry about getting past nobody or nothing like that for that price, 100 bucks a head, basically. That ain't bad. Well, I mean, like, it held a lot cheaper than AW was when I looked into going to Toronto. <laughs> Fuck. 
remortgage the goddamn house. You had mentioned that before. If you were looking to go to the Toronto show, where, uh, where no. you know, it was. It, so what would you? Okay. So when you were looking at tickets, where were you looking? Were you looking at floor, or were you just looking no, at general second admission? bowl? No, no, second bowl. What were we talking? Second about? bowl, and I think it was five eighty a seat or something like that. Now, when you say five eighty in Canadian, correct? Yeah. Well, yes, I live in Canada, Freeland. Right, right. No, I know. So how does that translate to dollars? 580 Canadian dollars. Well, no, American dollars. I don't know. What's your conversion rate? I don't know. <laughs> I would imagine it be about 450 or so. Holy cow. Yeah, for the second bowl. So the thing is, realistically for Linda, because we considered it, so I, I, I want to go. Sure. We would have been two grand. Wow. That was all said and done. Well, wow. it's, it's two and a half hours to Toronto. So you get to find a place to stay. Night, you know, you gas up. Well, when you gas is irrelevant, you got gas either way. Right. But you got your hotel, hotel, a decent hotel is 300 bucks, 350. Mm. No, then you got to get to the stadium. You know, you're going to have, you know, you're going to get some merch. You're going to get, a, you're going to go out for dinner. You know, by the time it's all said, then we'd be an easy two grand. That's a a lot of cash man that is a lot of cash right? so are, are you so you go to the merch stands when you go to live events yeah you you oh, like yeah. to, so what do you what do you what, what's your thing here do you typically just get the collector cup win a drink or are you getting like a shirt or are you getting a belt or what, what well, kind of i'll look at a you? shirt i'll look at whatever they have I, I never see collector's cups if i seen those i'd probably scoop them up in a heartbeat sure I look for some shirts look for see what they have at the at the merch stand you know, and like, I mean, I see you're rocking a very nice AEW hoodie. Didn't, I am. This is didn't, my own. Didn't uh... text me to see if I wanted one or nothing, but that's okay. Nope. I made this. Why am I not surprised? I made this one. Yeah. I'll, I'll give you the details when we're done recording. You I know, they this. sell them, right? Oh, I'm aware. But I like to avoid that if at all possible. Are you that cheap? I'm a cheap bastard. I, I am. That's just the way I roll. I'm a school teacher. Let's be honest. We don't make a lot of money. My wife's about to go on strike on Friday. What are you talking about? <sighs> it's tough. It's a tough life dealing with these kids each and every day. My goodness. Little bastards. So let me uh, let me throw a couple things in, in your direction and get your hot take on this. So it seems like the investigation is officially over in AEW with the Young Bucks in the Kenny Omega situation. Looks like CM Punk is going to get bought out. What's your take looking back on all this in hindsight? Do you feel like it was a whole bunch of nothing? Do you think, hey, these fights happen? And do you think it got overblown? Or do you think they did nowadays have to do something like a big investigation to prevent yourself from getting a lawsuit? I'm all over the place on that. It happens. I mean, uh, I grew up playing hockey and boxing. Lots of fisticuffs in locker rooms. I'm not saying it's right. It's just the way it is. Sure. Especially when I played hockey, the coach would be like, you know, if we were on a losing streak or two guys were not getting like really bad, not getting along. He'd come in, you know, do his rah, rah, rah after practice, close the door, and you guys sort it out. That could be a shouting match. That could be a talk. That could be a full-blown fisticuff. Two guys beat the holy hell out of each other. Jesus. He didn't he had left. You guys figure it out. Right. You know? Uh, same thing with boxing. You know, sometimes guys don't get along. You throw on your headgear, throw on your mouth guard, get in the ring, beat the tar out of each other and be done. No, with the way things are in today's society, I probably can't do that no more. You know, that'll hurt somebody's feelings and you know, CTE and emotions and rights and feelings and bullshit. So you probably can't do that no more. Um, I think they were all in the wrong. 
in all reality, uh, the Bucks shouldn't have been in booting in the door. Listen, you guys are supposed to be big deals in the organization. You're not happy. I get it. He was, you know, CM Punk was being a bit of a clown. You can't boot in the door and get into a big shouting match, fisticuff, stuff like that. Whether the dog got hurt or not, that's one report that's going around. Hey, I love animals. If the dog got hurt, I'd probably be mad and punch a guy in the nose too. But it was handled poorly by all of them. And you know who's at the top of the heap though? TK. Yeah, unfortunately. He's got to get that shit sorted out. That's where Sports things, a lot of people say, it's it stops right. with the man that's in charge. And, you know, if you, if you saw the media scrum, I mean, he was sitting right next to him. And in some ways, I felt bad for for Tony for the simple fact that, like, all he wanted to do was talk about the product, talk about the show. And then, you know, what do you do in a situation like that? Do you just literally cut somebody off and just say, okay, we're not talking about that. We're going to stay on this topic? Or do you, you just... Have to. You can't let him go on like that. Yeah. He's got a history of it. It's not like the first time he's gone off the handle and, and talked like a knucklehead and, and, and did something stupid. He did it in WWE. Right, this is not a new development. This is his personality. Correct. I don't know if he was like this in ROH or when he was running other independents in the Chicago area or whatever. He he has a reputation of being a bit of a diva, a bit of a baby, a bit of an ass clown. You know, if things aren't going my way, I'm going to pitch a fit. Well, that's not how it works, man. That's that's life. Not just in the wrestling world or the sports world. That's at, at your school, Freeland. That's at my office. That's at wherever right well always go your way that's not how you handle in in that environment you do the backstage hey listen no once again in today but even 40 years ago in the teaching profession if two teachers didn't get along they couldn't scrap it out in the, in the damn staff room right indeed, indeed, indeed not. It works. you know you, you need to handle these are well-paid professional athletes if you got an issue you go to the, the road agent. If, if you have a direct uh, line to TK, you go to that. There are better routes than pitch a big fit at the press conference after. right? And then, you know, uh, Omega and the Bucks booting in the door, apparently, you know, looking for a confrontation. That's, there's no other reason to kick in the door. If you're not looking for a confrontation, you're not. You'd knock on the door politely, you'd send them a text, you'd walk in, be like, hey man, I didn't like that, whatever. If you're kicking in the door, that's an act of aggression. You well, I mean, a racket. I think we're still trying to figure out what exactly did like happen. I feel like we True. get we get some pieces of information, some other pieces end up coming out, and then it's like, well, that was disproven, or like there was a you had mentioned before the situation with the dog. Some people are saying right now, now that things have cooled down and you know, hindsight's 2020, everybody now has nothing to really worry about because it's over. The dog situation really wasn't a situation at all. Uh, the, the door didn't hit the dog. Maybe the door did hit the dog. However, here's the funny thing. Kenny Omega, when he came in, he did not allegedly say or do anything. When the Bucks and Punk started getting into it, he scooped up the dog to get the dog out of the situation because I think he's a big animal person. But he ended up getting bit in the process. And I don't know if you've seen this, but... He's done recent interviews since then when he went over to promote the video game over in Japan. You can still clearly see human 
bite marks on his on his body and it just blows my mind the fact that another grown man in the midst of a fight a melee whatever you want to refer to it would actually resort to instead of punching kicking whatever you want to call it right Th yeah. this ranks right up there with pinching like i i just cannot believe somebody would bite is that just yeah. me or, or or do some people get that crazy where they would literally bite someone well i mean if your wires get crossed i guess you just do something foolish like that i mean i i don't know man like i mean i, I used to work at bars as a bouncer nobody ever bit me which is about bit to say nobody i mean no i mean and i worked in some pretty crappy bars Worked at some nice ones too, but I worked at some pretty shitty bars, and nobody ever bit me. I mean, I've been punched. I mean, I've you know I've had shit thrown at me. Nobody ever bit me. Nobody ever tried to bite me. I uh, just that I, strikes me as odd. It does strike me as odd. But then again, look at Ace Steel. He looks like an odd person. I'm not saying anything. I'm not saying he's got a 23rd chromosome. I'm not saying anything to that nature. I'm just saying he seems like he's a little he's a little off. And obviously, it was a heat of the moment. His wife was in the room. I think she had. Uh, Either she was in a boot or a cast or something like that. So obviously his intentions is obviously with his wife. And then he's best friends with Punk. Punk, get, Punk gets confronted. Dog starts barking. Everything is going crazy. And I guess that just led to him saying, you know what? Screw it. Uh, I'm going to bite you. You know, I, I don't know. I don't know what went through his mind. If I would doubt he just ran up and bit Omega. Like, I'm sure there was a tuffle. tuffle so you think there was, there was a precursor wrestling. to the nibbling? There was fighting I mean, right I, I just don't understand how a man would run up to another man and bite him i, I just don't know how that would now that may happen in your wife's school at that oh, age no, correct no, bit. no she's got a scar oh she's got a bit too okay oh geez but those are children this is a 45 50 year old man who's choosing to bite another 40 year old man which is a little yeah. different yeah, I agree. But no, I'm sure there, there was... I would like to think A-Steel is not that off-kilter, or anybody for that matter, right. that would just run up and chomp into somebody. Like, I, I would assume there was the wrestling match was going on. You know, guys were pushing, shoving, grabbed the hold to each other. Kenny's arm just happened to be in front of Ace's face. He couldn't get away from him. I don't know. I just don't know how else it would happen. Because there's no man or woman or person Right. Just gonna stand there and see somebody running at him like Jaws. Uh, I'm gonna bite you. And like, like, it, that's just not. It's just not gonna happen. I don't know. Like, I have been in a few fights myself, and the opportunity. I guess looking back now, when when punches are being thrown or you're rolling around on the ground, uh, yeah, I guess there's a chance you could you could bite somebody like either on their face or their chest or their neck or something like that or their hand or arm, but. No. You never really necessarily think about that because it's such a fleeting thought. You're in a fight. Mm -hmm. Biting just doesn't really seem to, to cross your mind, but uh, I guess that's the... Uh... But if you're trapped, then you can't get away, and the guy's arm happens to be in front of you. you got no... Like, you're trying to get clear of him. Right. He's got you tied up in a, in a pretzel, and, well, what do you do? Just let him keep strangling you or twisting you around or good point it depends on Fuck the it, i'll bite him to get away i don't know I mean, no you're right it depends on the situation i would have loved if aubrey edwards would have ran in and said ring the bell this is it it's over disqualified for biting yeah oh my well, god what they, do? they don't so disqualify that, nobody in aew though so they, well sometimes they will not very often but sometimes they will if you stab them um full jack they will uh, they they they're pretty liberal with the uh with the rules 
they'll let you get away with quite a bit. But um, so right now, you know, do you keep up with uh, you keep up with Raw? Correct. I try to. I I more read about it than anything. Okay. Uh, honestly, right now and for the next five weeks, time is a, a premium. So. Well, because you're busy. I just do my reading, yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, I have my show coming up in five weeks, so. You got to make sure you're ready to rock and roll. Have you heard the uh, the recent news about stuff going on in Saudi Arabia? Oh, God, no. What happened now? Uh, well, there seems to be a lot of things going on right now, and things seem to be very tenuous uh, right now. So it says, the U.S. and Saudi Arabia are concerned that Iran may be planning attack on energy infrastructure in the Middle East. Uh, that came out just one hour ago, and it says U.S. Saudi Arabia on high alert over intel of impending Iranian attack. Now, that's being reported by uh, Fox News. So, interesting. Planned strikes are being targeted uh, by Saudi, let me get the whole thing, Saudi and Iraq. So, I'm not exactly sure exactly what is going to be happening here, but I'm not sure uh, if you're aware of this, but coming up, there is a big wrestling event that's going to be happening in Saudi Arabia, in Riyadh, and right now that situation is very fluid, whether or not uh, Crown Jewel is actually going to happen. Are you, uh, have you been So basically it's just a Tuesday. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm not being mean, but is this shit not happening every day? It's, 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 Iraq, Afghanistan. Things are very tenuous over in the Middle East, and I, I think they've been that way for generations. Let's be honest. This has been happening ever since, you know, biblical times, and it's been very tenuous over there. There's a lot of groups that do not get along with each other, but um, I've always said this before. I've not been a big fan of the Saudi Arabia situation with WWE for the simple fact that just the, the crown prince, you know, when you had Khashoggi, and there's so many things that I feel like just I do not agree with. Do you feel like in any way, shape, or form if Triple H was in charge um, and had the ability to cancel this deal? Do you think he would cancel it? Do you think Vince is more of the person who would say, go, 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 um, and, and Triple H would probably be more hesitant? No. Uh, it's, it's a pure financial move. We all know that. I think that's, uh, that's very evident. It's a one-night show. You know, uh, from the reports you hear, if talent don't want to go, they don't have to go. They can refuse. So, you know, and they get paid handsomely for this event. Don't forget that it's huge coin. And especially in the last three years with the whole pandemic going on, that coin <laughs> probably makes or breaks a lot of stuff. They talk about talent getting cut due to reshuffling. If they're not bringing that money in from these shows, might have been a lot more talent getting cut. Uh, no, I think I think Triple H would. Uh, I can't see why he wouldn't. It's a bit of a crapshoot because I mean we all know what's going on last year. Was it last year or the year before, where they wouldn't let guys on the plane or wouldn't let the plane leave or something? Something. Yeah, because spend? evidently there was an issue with a payment. And yes. yeah. So it was. No, I think anytime you're gonna go to a a. Uh, a country just such a, in the Middle East, it's always going to be a bit of a crapshoot. I mean, I, I'm not, I don't want, this is not going to be a political thing. I'm not interested in that nonsense, but. Sure. There's, there's a lot of turmoil over there. So anytime you're going in there, you need to understand, hey, uh, bad shit could happen. Uh, well, but we're getting paid a bunch of money, so. And it's that's... one of those situations, too, where you, 
I understand the concept of WWE wanting to do it for financial gains, clearly, 100%. You know, this is not a situation where it's for diplomatic reasons, not whatsoever. Um, but this just came out from Wrestling Inc. It says, the Saudi Arabian government is warning that Iran is preparing an imminent attack within the kingdom, uh, which has resulted in the Saudi military, along with the United States regional forces, being put on elevated high alert. However, WWE is still planning on having their event in Saudi's capital, uh, which is going to be Riyadh. I believe it's going to be Riyadh, which is uh, where they've been before. We're so sure. I, I just hope that it's going to be. It's supposed to be on the fifth. It's supposed to be on the fifth, mm. which is four what days time. Yes, November the fifth is Crown Jewel, so that's going to be Saturday. So that's okay. Now, so let's play devil's advocate. Worst case yes. scenario. Okay, so they travel over. They do their event. Heaven forbid something foolish happens. There's a hostage, something, a bombing, a shooting, a coup, uh, whatever. Like that's that's bad news, bears. It's it's not good. Like, you know, it's. I think it's one of those. It's a balancing or a delicate, whatever you want to call it, tightrope thing, because mm -hmm. they're going to make amazing bank on the one night. It'll probably take them a couple months to make that money of doing road right. shows and, and whatnot. It's a financial aspect. If guys are going in, you know the risk. It's not like it's a surprise. So if you know the risk going into like, hey, listen, this could happen. You want to go or not? They have the option to say no. Now, if you end up going and something bad happens, it's unfortunate, but you took that gamble. You, you hope nothing ever happens, obviously, like, for the love of God, n not just with the WWE, with anybody, period. Like, you know, you don't want to see people getting hurt. Yeah. No, I'm, it, I'm It's I'm a tough you. go. Like, it, it's, it's a very tough decision. You know, for safety reasons, but screw it, we're staying home. 100%. Not going, done. End the conversation, you know, get your shit sorted out, we'll come back. Well, we all, we all know that'll never happen. There's always going to be, we'll be dead and gone. There'll still be a war going on over there, right? No, it's just the way it is. So it's it's a thing. But when you have reports like that, like imminent danger and, and attacks coming and blah, blah, blah. It definitely puts things into a different perspective. And I, and I know, wonder also. Where's your place to hit? Hey, we got well, it, an it, arena full of 60,000, 40,000 people. I don't know how many people. Right. All these Americans coming over. Well, here's something that I wonder if, if the uh, the United States would ever step in and say, hey, no, this is not a good uh, time for you to be going over there right now, especially with everything going on. I think that definitely could be something that they would potentially say just just because of the conflict itself. I wonder if that would be something that, you know, the United States government may say, you know what, I don't think this is the best idea for you to go over there. Um I'm trying to pull this up here as far as the attendance. So it's going to be held at a place, and I hope I pronounce this right, Mersoul Park. Mersoul Park. And I'm trying to see what the attendance is. It looks pretty huge. It looks like it's uh, actually used for, like, soccer um, over, over there. Let me see if I can I find out where the seating is. Let's see here. Um Soccer stadium, we're getting 80,000 people. It's like a football stadium. 
I was going to say it's going to be a pretty brig. Okay. I take that back. It looks like it might be a little bit different. Well, once again, it says it has a capacity of 25,000. But now, keep in mind, that's without, that's not including the field, right? Because mm -hmm. the field obviously is where the players are. Wrestling's a different situation. You just need a small, you know, square ring. So, it. I mean, they could have... They could have quite a few people. I mean, obviously, it's, it doesn't sound like it's going to be as big as some of their other shows. Um, so it says about 25000 if it's for soccer. So we'll see what happens with that. Um, there's uh, It's a big card. Let me go ahead and let me give you a rundown of the card that's going to be happening right now. So obviously, this is subject to change. Undisputed WWE Universal Championship match. Roman Reigns is taking on uh, media, socialite, whatever you want to refer to him as, Logan Paul. He is going to be in the main event. Bobby Lashley takes on Brock Lesnar. The Judgment Day, which is Damian Priest, Dominic Mysterio, and Finn Balor, take on the OC of AJ Styles, Carl Anderson, and Luke Gallows. Braun Strowman takes on Omos. Drew McIntyre takes on Karrion Cross. Bianca Belair takes on Bailey. The Usos take on the Brawling Brutes. And for the Women's Tag Team Championships, Alexa Bliss and Asuka, who just won the championships on Raw, they take on Damage Control, which is Dakota Kai and Iro Shirai. And there could be something else that's added to the card. It's going to kick off at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time here in the United States. 12 p.m. Eastern is when the main show, once again, that's all predicated on Eastern Standard Time. So obviously subtract three hours if you live on the West Coast. Uh, one hour if you live uh, in the slight Midwest around the Chicago area. Two hours if you live in the mountain area. So... Anyway, it should be, I mean, I'm looking forward to it. I mean, I don't know how much of it I'm going to get to catch live because I'm ridiculously busy on the weekends. But would you, if you had time, I mean, does this card seem interesting to you? Great card. There's a it ton does. of talent on that card. Say it again? As, there's a ton of talent on that card. I As agree. name value goes, hey, what is it? That's uh, like a WrestleMania. I mean, let's, a, let's be honest. That's a big deal. Like With the exception of Braun Strowman and almost. Yeah, I think That's that one's going to shit the bed. Bad. But, I mean, other than that, I mean, think about it from this perspective. Judgment Day is really, really hot right now. Um, let me ask you this question. Did you ever think when it came to Judgment Day that Dominic Mysterio would be coming along as well as he is? Because I'll be honest with you. I never thought that the development of Dominic Mysterio would be to where it is now. Now, he's still got tons of room to grow. But I also don't think he's doing as bad as a lot of people have said before. Are you surprised in that, or do you think, you know what, the apple doesn't fall too far from the tree? Oh, I'm surprised for sure. Nobody's seen this coming. Anybody that tells you seen this coming is full of crap. I mean, no, his old man, damn good wrestler, don't get me right. wrong. But Dominic didn't look like he had it, right? He had, you no, know, you see a little glimpse of it or whatever here and there, but for the most part, I'm like, nah, he's only here. And I still think the main reason he's there is because he's raised young fella. I mean, if yeah, he was just somebody coming into his development, he wouldn't we would know who the hell he is. But he's he's made drastic improvements. Like I said, still got a ways to go. But he's a hell of a lot better than what he was. What why do you think he never went the NXT route? Obviously, you know, his father is one thing and you know, clearly there's that, like I mentioned, that episode, that ep aspect of nepotism here. But most most wrestlers, when they come into the company, no matter where they came from, it's always, we're going to send you down to NXT. We're going to cultivate you the way we want to. 
we're going to change your name, give you a gimmick. You're going to have to go through that. The, the WWE universe is going to have to get used to you. And then when we're ready to bring you up at this point, Adam was really kind of brought in, in, in a family storyline because when he was originally brought in, there was all that, you know, the family was backstage, the wife and all that. And then it was kind of like, he's just kind of here. And he had matches against Seth Rollins, I believe at SummerSlam. And he really started to get pushed hard with really, really established guys. And now he's a, a I don't want to say main event type of guy, but he is highly advertised on their shows and, and Raw being a big one right now. So do you think Dominic is, is somebody that we in five years are going to be saying he's going to be a WWE champion? Or do you think he's probably going to fall into that category of like um, father, son, Curtis Axel type of deal. Not quite Kurt yet could be an intercontinental, but I don't think we're going to see in him what we saw out of his father. At the current projection, he's going to be a mid Carter. Yeah. Maybe at best a high mid Carter. He's never going to be his dad. I don't think he's ever going to be uh, a huge main event superstar. Once again, that's, how he's looking now, a lot can change. We just finished saying he's made some pretty good improvements in the last little bit, so could I could be wrong. I just don't think he's going to get to that. And if he does, it will be, uh, what's the word you used? Nepotism. It, yeah. I don't know if it'll necessarily be a in-ring talent on the mic talent. It'll be, hey, it's Ray's young fella. Let's, let's give him a push. You know, and give him another push, and hopefully something sticks, type of thing. Uh, I hope I'm wrong. I hope he turns out to be a fantastic talent, and he's a, you know, a legit superstar main eventer. I'm just not sure it's there. Well, this was a, an interesting debate on social media, and I wanted to get your take on it because it does kind of follow the same conversation so we have here we have we just got done talking about dominic mysterio son of ray getting an opportunity right not really going through nxt basically showing up being involved in a family storyline and all of a sudden he just kind of the way i describe it just stuck around and then was brought along brought along and now he's he's on his own would you say in some ways the same can be said about hook you know obviously the son of taz then again, you know, he did stuff on dark, he did stuff on elevation, but then all of a sudden we started to see him more so, um, not so much going through the ranks, if you will, but he was with team Taz. He was always in the background, right? Not that they were putting any attention on him, but then all of a sudden it was just up oh, here he is. What would you say? Would you say that's the same kind of concept or would you say that, it's different. And if it is different, in what ways? Uh, it started the same. Uh, he came in because he's Taz's young fellow. Same as Dominic. That's why he got his chance. However, Hook's pretty good in the ring. I mean, you know, he, he's, he's entertaining in the ring. The gimmick he's got is a shooter type of thing. I enjoy it myself. I, I think he he's better technically than what Dominic is. He's a better wrestler, sports entertainer whatever you want to call it, than Dominic is. So I think they both started the same route, but Hook's just better. He, he's just, he's evolved better. He's made better improvement now. Is that better in the ring, better writing, better use, better all of it? Probably. 
It's, it's rare that just one specific thing gets a talent over. Right. So I'm sure it's a little bit of everything. But, I mean, he's he's got a good look. You know, his interviews are okay, maybe a step above okay, right? You know, when you bring him in with his dad and, and Hobbs and the other guy's name is Escape Me Starks. No, you know, you're so, a Ricky so Starks guy. Basically, so he basically just stands in the background. He doesn't have a lot of pressure. He can, he can learn from them. Uh, I think they probably went a little better route with yeah. him than what happened with Dominic. Yeah, I, I just think he's a little bit, a little better, a little more polished, a little further ahead in his development is, is one of your big differences. Well, I mean, I think also another big thing to think about is, you know, just because you have a parent in the industry does not necessarily mean you're going to always be getting a push or you're definitely going to be getting a ton of opportunities. Because there's one guy in the business whose father's legendary for being a horseman, and that's Arn Anderson. And Brock Anderson is not seen really anywhere. Um, Brock Anderson has been relegated to elevation in dark and there has been some news that has come out that, you know, Arn isn't necessarily happy with the way Brock's being utilized. However, don't you also think in some ways it doesn't always look good for the parent to be the one being the mouthpiece for the child where at the end of the day, there's some level of responsibility that has to fall on Brock to be able to carry himself. Right. I mean, if you want to get seen, and something's not working, then it's up to you to be changing some things. I mean, his dad is, is stoic, but yet he could talk on the mic. We really haven't seen that from, from Brock Anderson. And I feel like there's certain situations where the second generation definitely has to step up, change their game, despite who your parents are. And I don't really feel like Brock has really done that. Would you agree? Or what's your thoughts on the few times that we've seen Brock Anderson on AEW TV. Uh, Brock's too green. Uh, plain and simple. Nothing more, nothing less. He's too green. He's got to develop. Uh, he's not bad. He's just green. He's new. He needs more time in the ring. He's not ready to be on Dynamite or Rampage, I don't think. Um, he's, got, he's got an uphill battle to begin with. Look who's the old pan is. Yeah, Aaron I mean, Anderson. That's, that's he's a, a legend, right? Four horsemen. You know, God only knows what could have happened out of Brain Busters if, if uh, Tully didn't get didn't piss hot for blow when he was with WWF, right? I mean, so he's got big shoes. And that's one of the things that a lot of people don't always consider. These second-generation guys that are coming in, or girls, that are coming in, their parents are stars. Oh my God, how do you live up to that? You know, it's hard to live up to, to something like that, and you're just—you're almost damned right from the get-go, unless you're just a freak, just amazing. You're—he's oh, always going to be Ernst's son. Sure, didn't quite make it, just like um, Bruno's young fella. Yeah, absolutely. You know? Didn't quite make it, you know. I mean, um, David Flair, you know, the, the list is as long as I am tall. You know, it's hard for him to live up to that. And but you can't fault Earn for being like, Hey, my son should be used like this. It's his young fella, of course. He thinks he should be pushed to the moon, right? He sees it through rose colored glasses. He Any does. parent would, 
that's just human nature. But Brock needs a little more seasoning. A, a change of gimmick probably wouldn't hurt him. Corey's not Brock Anderson. Corey's not Earns young fella. They're, they're trying to make him almost a clone of his dad, I think. I noticed that with the facial hair, the beard, the hair color, just the way he like messes with his wrists. It's like I, I respect in some ways that you want to pay homage maybe to your, your you know, father, predecessor, family member. But there has to be a point where you step out on your own because, okay, th look at it from this perspective, right? Um, there is the such a long line of Samoans in pro wrestling. And I hope I'm pronouncing this right. The Inouye family um, with The Rock and obviously with Roman Reigns and with the Usos and with Yokozuna. And I'm probably leaving people out. Uh, Rikishi and Samu, the head shrinkers. I mean, the list goes on and on. But you got to think about this. They all, when you, when you think about all of those people, they all carve their own path. They mm -hmm. all decided that they had to do something uniquely different, you know, from Afa and Sika. Then you had the head shrinkers, but then obviously head shrinkers, Rikishi had to morph into something else. So he didn't get lost in the shuffle from that whole uh, cannibalism, tribal, whatever you want to call it type of uh, shtick. The yep. Rock was originally going down that same, you know, avenue as his father and his grandfather, High Chief Peter Maivia, the soul man, Rocky Johnson. He had to Rosie. create his own, The Rock. He had to create his own. So mm -hmm. I do think that a lot of these second and third generation wrestlers definitely need to learn from what, you know, the, the legacy, the history, the lineage is, but you got to be your own person. And I, I've thought about this, and maybe it's best not to have anybody in the business prior to you so there isn't anything that you're being held to. Because like you said, uh, you may be held to a certain – you might be held to this standard. Like Brian Pillman Jr. in AEW, right? I mean, he's always going to be shackled with being Brian Pillman Brian Pillman Sr.'s son, right? The loose cannon. It's always going to come up. So I feel like if he came in just – if there was no Brian Pillman, loose cannon, WCW, ECW, WWE, and it was just him, I do believe he would have had a better opportunity to to make his niche or to carve out his own path. I'll have to disagree with you on that uh, to, okay. to an extent. Uh, use the name to get started, to get in. Because if, if you're Christopher Butt, who the hell is this guy? I don't give a damn. Well, you're Brian Pillman Jr., Brian Pillman's young fella. Oh, we'll, we'll give you a shot on the card. Use that to get your, your foot in the door to get, you know, whether it be some training, get on some independent shows, get your start. But you need to realize, you know, Unless you plan on being your father, your mother 2.0, you got to get away from it. But you can get away from it. Um, Barry Windham did it. True. Right? I mean, his, his dad, Blackjack Mulligan, was damn good. Right? Barry was damn good, too. Kendall was very at, good. Kendall was. No, at times they kind of used the same gimmick as their dad. But he also went out and, and did other things, too. So you can you can use the name to, to get yourself started, but you don't want to use it to be that's what's keeping me around. That's what I'm holding on with. Right. Because if you're gonna go that way, unless you can live up to it, man, that's hard to do. You're it is never gonna, gonna get there, right? If your dad's a mid-carter, that's one thing, or your mom, 
that's a one thing. But if you're one of your parents is a legend, uh, you're you're hard pressed. It's it's gonna be an uphill battle at big time, and your chances of success are minimal at that point because you, you can't replace those guys. Well, it's funny we talk about this because um, kind of segueing into the fact that you had mentioned before Tully Blanchard and obviously his daughter at one point in time, Tessa Blanchard, was looked upon as one of the premier female wrestlers. If we are talking just about athletic skill, in-ring abilities, all of that stuff, right? Keep the personality and, and the real-life drama out of it. She was just a damn good wrestler. There, there, there's no if ands, or buts about that. She was very, very talented. Unfortunately, her personality kind of preceded her. Her record uh, kind of preceded her. And now she is not in wrestling. Uh, there was a recent interview that she had given, and she had said that she is now uh, in college in Texas. She is enrolled. I forget what the program is. I'm going to have to look up the information. But she is full-time right now. And she is minimizing how much time she's actually doing in the wrestling business. Now, granted, some of the stuff, she, well, not some of it, but a lot of it, she brought upon herself, from what I've heard. Just the way she treated other people, the way she hazed people, all that kind of stuff. I mean, once again, it, it depends on who you want to believe. But if one or two people say something, yeah, maybe it's sour grapes. When a whole locker room of women say something, where there's smoke, there's fire. And I, I think there's something to be, there's some credence that we should lend to some of these allegations. Because... It's not just in one situation that we've heard this. We've heard this in a lot of places, right? So once again, she definitely stepped out of the shadows of Tully. Tessa, I mean, just, just the name Tessa, not even Blanchard, just Tessa, was a big deal. And I think she could have made boatloads of money had she not allowed her own personality to take over and derail her career because for whatever reason, she's either got a hot temper or um, she just too freely expresses herself in some inappropriate ways as far as comments or whatnot. But would you agree Tessa Blanchard has she watched her P's and Q's could have been way, way bigger in, in a lot of ways, not only from a financial standpoint, but just from a star standpoint than Tully. Bigger than Tully? I do. I honestly believe that because think about it. She was Impact World Champion. I mean, they put the belt on a woman. She uh, beat Sammy Callahan. And she was also in the WWE developmental at one point in time. I mean, I've seen her matches before. She is very good at what she does. I agree. Bigger than Tully? I don't know. That That's big. Like, Tully was big. Could she have been a damn good talent? Oh yeah, she could. Her issue is her. Yeah, she got. It's between her ears. Yes, that that's her issue. I it agree. ain't talent. Ton of talent. Pretty girl. Yep. You know, she's just a not good person. She, yeah. she was just miserable. She was mean. You know, there's always going to be hazing, especially in today's day and age. Well, especially when and you're you, not you're not going to get away with that do, stuff nowadays. No, no, like. I'll give you a prime example of something we could, I don't know, I'd probably be arrested for it now. In high school, we taped a guy up in hockey tape and dressed as Jock and slid him onto the ice while the Zamboni was going around in front of like 2,500 people. So wait a minute. Let, let's back this up. So, okay. So you, you, you tied him with 
hockey tape. Hockey tape. Yep. So hands behind the back type of deal, or full on hog tie. Oh, oh, geez, oh, Pete. So like his ankles and his hands yep. were just okay, and he was naked except for being in a jock strap. He had his jock on, and we slid him onto the ice. And you, sl- and he that's was a, he was a rookie that had a bit of a mouth on him, and he needed to be taken down a peg. Okay, and that you ice know, is cold, clearly. And it and, is. And the Zamboni was going around. There's like 2,500 people there, including his parents. Jesus. Now, today, no way. Good Lord, I, I'd be arrested for it. Right. Right. And should I have done it 25 years ago? Probably not. I mean, it was, it was a little bit mean. It didn't hurt nobody, though. Like, it didn't beat him up. We didn't. Maybe emotionally scared a little bit, but yeah, you just but, I mean, some of the him. stuff she was, yeah, and that's exactly what it was. But, I mean, some of the stuff that you hear about with Testament, she was a not good person. That's next level. But there's, there's one thing to to raz somebody; it's always going to happen. Anybody thinks it doesn't happen now is a fool. It happens. It's just the way it is, man. It's yep. and it's always going to be going to happen. In 50 years' time, it's going to be happening. It's just the way it is. It's a rate of passage. It's way tamer now than what it used to be. There's no pinning guys down shaving their head anymore or shaving off one eyebrow. Or Who was – okay, what was the situation with – oh, my God, it was in WCW. Maybe you can – if the story – somebody got taped to a table and a pencil was shut out their butthole. Um. Jesus, I don't know. That's going too far. No, I clearly I agree. Taped uh, to table and pencil butthole. You're gonna get some Google answers. Okay, I'm googling this right now. Pencil butthole. But all right, let's see. Uh, Oh God, I can't even believe some of these things that popped up on Google. I I just. Is you it safe to really? put a, is it safe to put a pencil up your butt? Like oh, this is stupid. Okay, let me see if I have <laughs> this is so dumb. That's not what really came up, is it? Yeah, no, it did. Let's see if is there any what's the situation here? I'm trying to remember who was this person. Keep talking. I'm gonna see if I can find this. I'm not sure how to follow this up. We're talking about pencils of buttholes, and that's awkward. It, but it, no, it, something like that, like that's that's too much. Like that's Going way too far. And realistically, while we did sliding him on the ice was probably too far. No, we didn't sexually violate him or, or, or nothing like that. Like, you know, there was no physical harm, but you no, know, you no, know, mental abuse is just as bad or maybe even worse in, in hindsight. But it's one of those things that's always gonna happen in locker rooms to, to varying degrees, but there are some cases to just go way, way too far. No, no, I agree. You just can't, especially in today's day and age. And that's what a lot of it is always going to come back to. In today's day and age, you just, you know, you just can't. It's, I don't know, it's just the way it is, unfortunately. I shouldn't say, I should, actually, I shouldn't say unfortunately. I mean, if it nips some of the stuff in the butt that, that has happened before, then it's not necessarily a bad thing because there are some extreme cases of it that you hear, uh, especially up here in Canada. You hear like real extreme cases in hockey locker rooms and stuff where like, really bad, like not good stuff happens, and that stuff needs to stop. Like, that that's just not good. It's not me. It's not funny. It's not you know busting your buddy's chops. That's that's abusive, right? But rising somebody a little bit of hazing. To a degree, 
is not necessarily a bad thing. Okay, let me see. Okay, I think I found something here. So I'm gonna. I'm sure you have. By I now. have. Hold on. Google let me see that. if I can. Let me see if I can pull it up on my, on my phone because if I try to take this. Okay. Okay. So it's Paul Orndorff, pencil in the rectum story. So we need to. Paul Orndorff did it, or it was his rectum? I, I don't. <laughs> I'm not Damn really sure. Killed him. Uh, let me see here. Um, pencil in rectum. WCW. <laughs> Can't believe I'm looking this up. This is, okay, so here's what we're gonna do. So it's B. Brian Blair. And it is uh, Paul Orndorff. This is from three years ago. So let me go ahead and let me see if it takes us right into it. We will listen to it. And then what we'll do is we will give our reactions to the video. Because I think it, it just hearing the audio to this is going to probably... Um, I mean, we've heard the plane ride from hell. So let's be honest. We're not going to be shocked by anything. Uh, I think we've been seriously desensitized to a lot of stuff that's happened. Would you agree? It's, yeah, pretty much. I mean, if 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 Haku can bite people's faces off, I mean, geez, okay, this is uh, all right. So here we go. I'm gonna hook the microphone up, and uh, we're gonna listen to Paul Orndorff pencil in the rectum rib story, and then uh, we'll discuss. So here we go. Listen in. He had gotten ice for my knee before we. Um, he said, "Okay, fine." As we stopped, I went and checked again. Let me stay there with the ice that he got me. He's being really nice. So it's time to get out and take our bags up to the room. And he goes, call me, help you out. He opens the door for me. And as I, I go to get out, I take a step backwards, obviously. And my hurt knee is still dangling in the car as I got my right foot out in, in the back of this rental car. And all of a sudden, boom, he goosed me. He hit me in the butt with, some, with his thumb so hard that I, my head went up and it hit the top of the uh, the car, the, the solid steel part of the door. The goose egg swole right up. And he thought that was so funny. He thought that was hilarious. And I'm cussing him out, I think. I... All right, hold on. Hold on. Good God. The inter interwebs, the interwebs at my house are the drizzling shits. So this is B. B. Brian Blair talking. Here we go. Me in the butt with with this thumb so hard that my head went up and it hit the top of the the car, the solid steel part of the door frame. And when my head hit that, just a goose egg swore right up. And he thought that was so funny. He thought that was hilarious. And I'm cussing him out. I think I can't believe he did this to me. So. We had some words back and forth, and we get in the room, and all he wants to do is go to the gym, go to the gym, work out, work out. So we get in the room, and he's going, come on, babe, hurry up, man. we got to get to the gym. I said, oh, man, my head hurts. My knee hurts. My head hurts now. <laughs> everything's funny. Everything's funny. So I said, okay. Uh, you know, now he's going, come on, get get dressed. And I said, okay, I'll get dressed. So Paul says, I'm going to get dressed, too. And put my shorts on, we're out of here in 10 minutes. Better be ready. So I see him next to the wall and he's pulling his jeans off because he was so lazy in a way or trying to be so efficient. He would wear no underwear under his jeans, uh, just jeans. <laughs> just the truth. And we're both heterosexual. But anyway. Uh, uh, Glad he clarified that, of course, folks. And uh, um, he's bouncing up and down against the wall trying to pull his, he was too lazy to pull his tennis shoes off, so he's trying to take his jeans over his tennis shoes. And 
so as he's jumping up and down, trying to pull the jean off of him over his tennis shoes, he's got his hand against the wall, and my head's still spinning, but I look and I see a days in yellow number two pencil with the eraser right there. So I lift that pencil and I'm kind of getting the good aim as he's jumping up and down, you know, being Oscar the Grudge. Got that good aim and boom, all of a sudden he stands up and as he did, that pencil went right up his record. <laughs> he starts screaming, he goes, I'm gonna kill you, goddammit, oh my gosh, and he's holding his butt, he's jumping up and down, man, he's trying to grab the pencil, and he can't get the pencil, he goes, nah, I'm gonna kill you, so he starts waddling to me, because his pants are caught in his legs, so he's waddling to me, and I, I didn't want any part of Paul at the time, <laughs> he was so mad, so I run out the door, and as he starts to chase me, and as he does, he goes out the door and the door slams behind him and he's got a pencil up his butt and his pants are at his ankles and he can't catch me no way and he all of a sudden the door shit he's going doesn't know what to do so he goes turns around to get back into the room and there's this maid with the cart right there and she looks and i'll tell you this this woman i swear she she was uh just like one of the most uh, she could have been an actress with the with the look on her face, and she put her hand over her. I don't know exactly what she said, but it was like, "I can't believe I'm seeing this. I can't believe I'm seeing this." And she didn't know what to do. And Paul said, "Open my door! Open my door!" And she said, "I can't believe I'm seeing this." And so they argued, and I left. And I don't know how he got into the room to this day, but he was mad at me for a week after that. I don't know how you, how'd you get that pencil out of your butt. I don't know. A trip and a half. Oh, so, gosh. Paul Orndorff got a days in number two pencil. You know, they usually give you a pad of paper and whatnot, a little desk, and uh, up his rectum by B. Brian Blair. Oh, my. Never stops, does it? Okay, so. I- how would you react if, if you're I, Orndorff and somebody does that to you? Honestly, how do you react? Well, the, first of all, they're going to lose the pencil because my ass, I tell you what, it's the darkest, deepest cave in the world. Uh, I don't even know how I would respond. I would be so distraught. I don't even, I think I would be frozen. I, would I think lose, I would lose my mind. Do you think you would lose your mind but get the pencil out of your ass first? Or would you just decide to take it? Never thought of that. Like, what? What would be your first concern? I would. I would first stop what I'm doing and get the pencil out of my rectum. I would. I would. Yeah. And then I would go after that person. Then I would. Yeah. What would you do if you caught? If you caught that person, would it be bad? I mean, would you? I would do 25 years. Really? Wow. I would. I would. I would be very upset. Wow. I would. I would not do well. I mean, I can't blame you on that. When someone sticks a pencil in your rectum, I mean, that's a big deal. Like, you know, it's one thing. Like, you know, you see somebody crouching down in front of you, and you can see their crack, you drop a pencil down, or you drop some. We've all done that. Right. Or maybe just me, because I'm not a good person at times. But I've done that to people before. That's one thing. It's funny. However, you know, something up, no. Not so much. When I was doing construction, there was a guy who never wore a belt. And he was knelt down one time picking up something. I was walking by. 
And we always used to pick at him. Nice, super nice guy. Nice, hilarious. He was always pulling pranks on us. We'd do something back to him. So, I mean, you could see his cracks. So I dropped a handful of drywall screws down there. No. And just kept on walking. Yeah. <laughs> right. He laughed, yelled at me, started throwing them at me, cursing and swearing. And we all laughed. It was no harm. Nobody got hurt. It was. Right. It was just. Oh, it is what it is. I just happened to be walking by and I had my pouch on. I was drywalling. I grabbed a handful of screws, dropped them, and kept on walking. Wow. Well, my parents had all uh, always had this neighbor. They called him the banana man because he was so large that uh, if at any point in time, it, when he would bend over, my dad said, You could grease a banana and probably get that three fourths of the way, if not all the way in. That's how he became known as the banana man. Um, Once again, that tells you the genetic tree that I fall from. So not exactly, uh, (laughs) not exactly the best, but uh, we're hoping the next generation for my sake does better than that. But, um, but anyway, this was fun, but we talked about a lot of different things. We talked about your, uh, your enjoyment of rap is crap by the West neck red or what was it? The West. uh, Right again. Yeah, let me try that again. West, West Nex- Texas Rednecks. West Texas Rednecks. God, I'm so con- I'm so constipated. Well, not constipated. You're constipated? I'm- oh my God, it's all this ass talk. My gosh. Uh, we talked what about that. We think, talked about uh, Aaron we Anderson enjoyed. and Psycho Sid feel about Scissor Me Daddy. Oh, 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 oh. how how Sid is not in jail is beyond my comprehension. I mean, he took a pair of scissors and stabbed what Arn Anderson? No, Arn took them to Sid. Oh, Arn took it to Sid. Oh, Jesus! Yes, I thought it was the other way around. Oh my no. God! Arn took them to Sid. Not good. That's bad. That might be one of the worst I've ever heard. I mean, because that's that's assault that. with a deadly weapon. You think? Wow, that's right up there with you know the New Jacks did some messed up shit too. Trying to kill Vic Grimes and and his mass transit and then the Gypsy Joe. That was bad. The Gypsy Joe. Who's the other guy that he stabbed the shit out of in Florida or something like that? Was a guy red? Somebody red or red somebody? He saw probably a bunch of red, his own blood. Oh my god! Do you think stuff like that happens more than we know? I I bet it did. I bet I bet it does. I mean. When I say that, I also have to keep in mind it is 2022, and I think some things happen, but I don't think to that degree. Now, maybe no. on Independence, maybe things get a little more wild, but I don't think in in mainstay companies things get that crazy. No, but you you got to think even in mainstays, but definitely on Independence. You know, me and you were wrestling. Last time you wrestled, I think you were a little bit stiff, and you get four over the eyebrow. Or vice versa. You can't tell me it doesn't happen. Oh, sure they do. Absolutely. But you know, I don't think they're I don't think they're intentionally trying to take a pair of scissors to somebody. Murder each other? Yeah, I don't think they're putting number two pencils up each other's rectums. I mean, I think that's hmm. I, that you're sounds like a bit much to me. You get enough whiskey out, I guess. I don't know. Wow. Warn me to not get around anybody who uh, has a, a temper if I ever pissed them off. Jeez, old Pete. 
Maybe a roll of quarters, but not a pencil. That'd be bad. So That'd a roll bad. of quarters up the poop chute would be better than a pencil? Yes, 100%. Quarters are that big. Doesn't matter. A pencil's that big. No, but a pencil has a sharp end, which could cause, like, cutting, bleeding, all that kind of stuff. I'd rather have none of it. Uh, well, me. no, no, absolutely. I wouldn't want anything shoved up my rectum. But the point is, is that if I were to be hazed, I would rather much rather be a, a roll of quarters or something. Yeah, absolutely. Roll of pennies, roll of nickels. I don't care. We don't I mean, have you wouldn't mind having that in your rectum, would you? We don't have pennies in Canada. That's true. You don't even have uh, change, do you? Yeah, we have change. You have change? I didn't know that. I you nickels, those... dimes, quarters, loonies, toonies. Okay. I just thought you had that that uh, that paper money that can't rip. It's made out of some type of plastic wrap plastic? or something. Like you that. have yeah. that, don't Then again, you don't have hazing in Canada because everyone gets along, right? There's, there's no... There's no crime, correct? Well, uh, um, no. <laughs> Not so much. A guy got murdered about a block away from my office a couple of days ago. Gee. And they say it's the most peaceful place on earth. Unbelievable. Oh. You still have your guns at your house, right? Yes, sir. Yes, absolutely. Keep them, Mr. Butt. Keep them. Oh, I will. Don't let no that, that fancy that. pants uh, president take them away from you. Prime Minister. Whatever his name. Are you a fan of him? Mm. He's got... He's there. Yeah. Not so Looks much. like a soap opera actor. A couple of things he's done are positive. A lot are not so much. So when's his term supposed to be up? Do they have I like? Uh, I think he's, he must have a couple more years. Okay, maybe even three. I think he just got in. Jeez. Now, yeah, are they I mean, only allowed to have so many? Like the president here in the United States can only do two terms for each time, so it's a total of eight, and then you can't go again. Is Canada different? That's a Can good you... question that I don't know the answer to, honestly. I can't think of anybody that's been in more than eight years. Right. So maybe that's the case up here, too. To His dad was a politician, too. His uh, dad was prime minister. I see. Like one of the Bush kids, then. Yep. Yeah. Basically. There you go. Well, Butster, it has been a good time. Uh, we're definitely going to have to do this again because we, we, we go down. Yeah, What's that? I said, yeah, buddy, let's do yeah, it. We're definitely going to do this again. Um, for the Ritster, who is not here with us uh, this week, he will be back. Uh, Butster, it's been fun. It's been real. It's been real fun. If you've enjoyed this, once again, don't forget the Front Row Material brand has a daily podcast each and every day called Headlines. We cover all the major headlines in the world of wrestling. It's free and it's available anywhere you get your fine podcast, whether that's iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, you name it, you can get it for free and download it. Also, if you know a wrestling fan or a friend of yours, definitely let them know. Pass on the link. You can follow me on social media as well. I am at Mike, M-I-K-E, Freeland, F-R-E-L-A-N-D, all one word together. Follow me for... All different types of things, not only just wrestling, but you can follow me. I love interacting with people as well on social media, so definitely interact with me on there as well. The Butster, if uh, people want to interact with you, wrestling, hazing, anything's in the rectum. Uh, if they have questions about, <laughs> if they have a questions about the acclaim, uh, if they want to talk to you about the Mountie or Coco Beware or anything else, uh, how can people get a hold of you? 
at Twitter at Gotnoof2291, uh, Facebook, Chris Butt. Uh, if you want to follow my uh, toy making business on Facebook, it's CB79 Wooden Toy Maker. Give me a and, follow. I greatly appreciate it. And you are getting ready for the holiday season because you are super, super busy. Um, you're like Santa. I mean, literally, like, it's the real deal here. Well, I guess so. I mean, yeah, I uh, currently have 14 different toys I make. Uh, cars, trucks, boats, trains. Uh, working on some animals right now. Um, some magic wands. A little bit of this, a little bit of that. Uh, I have a big market coming up. I just shy of five weeks. Uh, and this area here is the biggest holiday market they have. Uh, I'm one of the vendors in the marquee tent. Uh, so, yeah, it's my first ever market. I've never done it before. I'm looking forward to it. should be a good time, and hopefully I'll lose my shirt. Let me um, – if you if you could put some pictures together of some, some products – uh, if you would be open to, we can go ahead and tweet them out as well. If people are interested, obviously you are knee deep right now, getting ready for the, the Christmas, uh, season, but I think people would be interested as well. I think this is going to go really well for you. I think being I in the marquee so. tent, you're going to have your coming out party. And, uh, I think people are really, really going to gravitate and this thing could take, I mean, this could be your, this could be your next thing right here, dude. You know what I mean? I'd be okay with that. Uh, my, the, what I'm looking for, what I'm aiming for is, your, your old school toys, like the wooden toys you played with for them when you were a young fella. Absolutely. I played with, you know, the ones of the last 10, 20 years, you know. You give them to your kids. Like not, not your plastic, you know, Walmart stuff, whatever. Just your simple, traditional, hardwood toys. Use good products. You know, so everything I use is all natural. Uh, to finish on them, there's no chemicals. It's beeswax and mineral oil, all food grade. You can chew on them. You won't hurt nothing. I use cherry wood, maple, walnut. No, it's, it's all premium woods, all hardwoods. Last you forever. No splinters, no nothing like that. It's all done by hand. I don't have a CNC machine. I have a wood shop that's literally right under this office I'm sitting right now. No, it's all done by hand. I don't have any staff, nothing like that. It's just me. Uh, Linda helps me a little bit, you know, putting the wax on them or stuff like that, and she comes up with ideas. And it's just, it's it's a throwback to toys when I was a kid, stuff that I like playing with. That's what I'm looking for. That's what I'm aiming for, and, and hopefully something good comes out of it. I think it will. I think this is... This is going to be really, really awesome. And once again, if you're interested, follow him on Facebook. And what is the Facebook handle where they can follow you? Uh, CB79 Wooden Toy Maker. Give me a follow. Uh, I have a little catalog on that. I'm currently working on some new stuff as well. And I'm always open to suggestions. If you got questions, something you want me to make, get a hold of me. I'll give it a try. There you go. And if you want to, uh, if you're... Weapon of choice for social media is more Twitter, but you still want to interact with you and find out more about this big upcoming market and maybe some details. Maybe some people who are wrestling fans might want to meet Chris Bud and then obviously see his his company of what he makes. What is your Twitter handle again? At got, G-O-T-N-E-W-F, 2291. There you go. 
guys, you have all the information here. Holiday season's coming up. What are the dates for the uh, the big um, festival? I do December 3rd and 4th. That weekend. December 3rd and 4th. So, listen, it is almost a month away. You have plenty of time. What is the location where this is going to be at in Canada? It's a McKinnon Brothers Brewery. Uh, it's right at their farm. It's in Bath, Ontario. Nice. So it's a brewery as well. So it is. God help take, me. Take the family. The sales are bad. <laughs> oh my gosh! The big man upstairs said, "You know what? Let's go ahead and have fun, guys." That sounds like an awesome event. It's going to be fun for everybody. Fun for the kids. Fun for people if they would like to go to a brewery. Fun time. It's going to be the holiday season. It'll be shortly after uh, the United States version of Thanksgiving. So definitely you'll be in the holiday spirit. Go ahead, get ready, spend your money, meet Chris and, uh, and have some, have some fun. So Butster, you are awesome. And uh, I can't thank you enough for joining me again this week. Hey, thanks Freeland. I appreciate it. It's always good seeing you. It's always a good time. Look forward to it. Guys, that's going to do it. As I said before, uh, my name is Mike Freeland for Christopher, Butt. This has been the Front Row Material brand. We'll catch you next week. My name is Mike Freeland, and if you're looking for an exciting wrestling podcast to add to your library, then look no further than the Front Row Material brand. Each and every week, I sit down with some of the most exciting superstars in the world of wrestling, from upcoming stars in the indies to dedicated veterans of the squared circle. I also host a daily podcast called Headlines, which gives you the updated information on all your favorite superstars in all your favorite promotions, giving you not only the backstage look, but also what are the industry experts saying about things. And finally, join myself and my executive producer The Rit, where we talk about everything in the world of professional wrestling all across the landscape from storylines to interviews to what's happening and what we think is going to be happening the next time you turn on your TV. Don't miss it. It's the Front Row Material brand brought to you by the MLW Radio Network. The rule of-